Business Tech Weekly, episode number eight. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Andy Traub. We're here each week trying to give you all the advice, help you need in the area of technology when it comes to being a small to medium business owner, medium business size owner. Anyway, you know what we're talking about. (laughs) We're here to help. We're here to help. That's pretty much it. Yep. So uh, anyway, folks, I just feel like I need to give this disclaimer right up front this week. I am not all here. And uh, there are reasons for that, but uh, hopefully next week I'll be fully engaged uh, with my mind and my physical presence all in the same room. However, this week we are still going to put the show on because the show must always go on. And Andy, today we're going to be talking about probably one of my favorite topics in technology this day, these days, and that is the whole debate versus uh, Mac versus PC. So I'm going to start off by asking... Are you a Mac or are you a PC? I'm embarrassed to answer this, actually. I'm a PC. Tell me, why does that embarrass you? Because we because what Mac has done so well is to convince us that Mac is cool and PC is not. And they've, they've very adequately ingrained that in our brains and our psyche. And so uh, I'm a PC. Gotcha. And, well, as far as myself, for those out there yeah. who don't know this, I am primarily PC, and I am somewhat of a Mac user as well. In, in front of me, in my studio, I have two Macintosh computers, or Apple computers. One is a Mac Mini, one is a MacBook, and then I have two PC computers, which would be a, a netbook computer and a desktop. So both of which, by the way, are running um, Windows XP. Hmm. So a cu- couple of different things here. So you've already brought up the quote unquote cool factor or, or the, <laughs> uh, the, the way that it makes you feel as far as when you talk in conversation about what technology you happen to be using. Now, the the question here today isn't for personal home use. I mean, it, I mean, we could have that conversation in a different podcast. In fact, for anybody who's interested in the uh, discussion of becoming a Mac switcher, which is what I continue to call people who go from using another operating system like Windows all their life and switching over to a Mac for the first time. Um, if you happen to be a Mac switcher, I have a show called HelpIGotAMac.com. But that's not what we're talking about here today, personal home use. We're talking about business use. And so the idea or the topic here of of bringing a Mac or your business to the Mac, uh, and and the question becomes, is coolness a factor in that? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You think so? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, no one walks around and goes, hey, is that a Dell? Wow, nice Dell, you know. But they'll say that about a Mac nine times out of ten, well, you know. Let, no one has PC envy. People always have Mac envy, you know. I don't know. I, I, I still, I've, I've come across situations where I still have PC envy. 
Really? Yeah, when I see somebody who has a PC that has, you know, uh, a terabyte drive in it uh, yeah. with eight gigs of RAM, uh, and it's got this, ex, you know, it's got this video card that has, you know, that's able to run dual screen, uh, 32 inch monitors, and <laughs> and basically you're able to slice through video like hot butter and and stuff like that. I've I've still come across those, and I'm like, wow, that would be amazing to have. Yeah. So I mean, th- there are some great PCs now. Of course, nobody has PC envy off of anything that you're going to buy off the shelf. Which is, you know, pretty much 98% of the people who buy a PC are going to go buy it out of a box on a shelf. Yeah, like I did this weekend. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, I get that. But I still, I, I still want to question the concept of coolness to the small to medium-sized business owner. Yeah, I don't know that being cool matters in business as much. Um, you know, I think that there's... Well, let me ask you this, Cliff, because I think that... Another area we could we could jump into is just really the issue of different different types of business seem to be better catered to different you know PC or Mac. You know, if you're in design or you're in audio, it seems that people you know they really find that that, that a Mac fits all their needs. Well, see, but, I would completely disagree with you, and I and I know you would. Which is interesting because you're you're sort of countercultural in that way, Cliff. But most people would assume if you're doing audio uh, editing, production, or you're doing video things like that, um, or working with Photoshop, that while they make those things for PCs, that most people would assume that Mac has the corner on them. So you tell me why that is wrong. All right. Well, a couple things. I'll, I'll let's start off with the audio, but please remind me to go back to the design. Uh, okay. and, and especially when it comes to graphical stuff. All right. Sure. So, so when it comes to audio, I also thought because that's just what I was always taught to believe is that the Mac <laughs> is is superior in all ways, shapes, and form. Well, the thing is, though, is that when it comes to audio, which is my career, by the way, um, I really? I just de- yeah. So I decided I wanted to switch to the Mac back in June of I think it was June two years ago, and. I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I want to move over to the Mac. And I tried. I literally tried to completely make the switch. I was going to leave PC in the dust, leaving it behind. For and work. This is for your for your employment. For everything. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. For everything. And I will tell you that the problem I ran into was the fact that a majority of what I do re- revolves around audio production and the Mac just didn't cut it. Wow. And those, are, those are big words, Ravenscraft. I know. I know. <laughs> now, the people will say, well, Cliff, you weren't using the right software. And when the right software cost, you know, over $1,000 mm-hmm. to get me to so that I can actually, you know, edit and export a decent MP3 file, uh, <laughs> you know, which is not a whole lot of uh, heavy lifting there, uh, Mr. Right, software right. Program. Uh, basically it it was, it was, it was like, no, I'm not going to do this. So I started out trying GarageBand and GarageBand Mm -hmm. had some major limitations back when I tried this, which by the way, uh, most of those limitations are gone. And today, if somebody's going to start, uh, an audio podcast or whatever, I, I usually say, you know, GarageBand is your best option these days. Uh, there, there was this free software called Audacity, 
uh, which sure. does it's cross platform. So it doesn't matter if you have a Mac PC or even a Linux system. Uh, it, it works for audio, uh, but it is severely limited. You get you kind of you get what you pay for, which is free. Uh, it does a decent job, but it has a lot of limitations and, and fallback drawbacks. Uh, I, I tried this program called uh, Studio uh, Sound Studio Three, uh, which is a little bit more like some professional apps that I'm used to, but uh, the UI is a little clunky and it does occasionally crash, and that's something you pay for. Wow! And then, of course, you know, it's when you get into these things, uh, Pro Tools or Pro Audio Tools or something like that. That's when you get into the big bucks, and that's where you have the heavy lifting that can be done on the Apple side. Whereas on the PC side, well, to be honest with you, you've got about fifty or sixty different options to choose from. And in my opinion, the best professional application for audio is Adobe Audition, which, by the way, is not available for the Mac. If it was, I'd switch 100% to the Mac today. Wow. Uh, Well, actually, there would be one other consideration, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, But I would would switch to the uh, web version of that other app, and I would move to the Mac completely. Now, uh, with that being said, Adobe Audition is the premier audio editing suite, and it is $349, which is worth the $349 if you're a musician, uh, and it's only worth the $349 as a podcaster if podcasting is your business and, you know, pretty much your audio quality rides on everything. You know, everything yeah. rides on the audio quality. So sure. so, so for the P, for the uh, audio, I would say no. The, the PC has it, and that's why I'm still 90% PC, 10% Mac right now. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing is, is you talked about, uh, you talked about design, yeah. uh, you know, graphic arts and stuff like that. Uh, from and, and now, I am not a graphic artist by any stretch of the imagination. I do use Adobe Photoshop on my PC, by the way, um, yep. because that's where I sit in front of most of the time. I didn't want to have to go over to the Mac for that because uh, my Mac, I use a MacBook, so I don't usually have a mouse attached to it. And when I do graphic design, I want to have my mouse. And, 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 and yeah. so there, there are reasons why I'm limiting myself in the functionality of my Mac, and I understand that. Uh, but here's the thing. For, I, I heard that years ago that definitely graphic arts was definitely something that you would want to do on the Mac versus the PC. And a lot of it had to do with uh, the graphics cards, and also the the style of monitor that the you know the color representation or the, mm, the color yeah. reproduction was always far superior on the Mac. And from what I'm hearing today, that the PC has really caught up in this area. And with hmm. with the fact that we have HDMI, we have some really high end monitors at a much cheaper price, by the way. Um, yeah, that the PC really it, it makes just as much sense to do. Photoshop on the PC as it does on the Mac. It really doesn't matter as long as you're not using, you know, the the cheapest off the shelf PC there is out there. You, if right. you get a decent PC, it's going to be just as good as doing graphics editing on the on the Mac. Let me tell you right. the one place though, if your if your business hinges on putting out and producing video content, I'm going to tell you Mac all the way. There, there. Well, and 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 tell me, and and this is you know we can. If you're not audio and you're not design, obviously there's a lot of other businesses and we'll, we'll address some of those. But part of it um, is, I think, when you're in those, 
realms or you're in that industry, that there is something for if everyone else uses the same sort of computer when it comes to design, that I think it does make sense that when you all sit down for a meeting that you have a lot of the same hardware. Because again, if we're talking about businesses, if you're going to buy four laptops, you probably don't want to go two PC and two Mac. You know, you want to have some uniformity in the office. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, the the it, the one thing I would say though is let's just say in if I had a small business where I had let's say seven employees, and uh-huh. and one of those employees was in charge of putting together all of our social media content, which mostly was a video blog, and yeah. and yep. and some other minor video production. That guy's getting a Mac, and everybody else is getting a PC. Sure, sure. I was thinking more of a design firm or yeah, you know. They're all going to be literally on the same page. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree with you there. Yeah, but yeah, you'll always have the, again, I I was thinking in my head before I said it, you'll always have the one cool guy that gets a Mac, (laughs) you know. But I'll tell you what, I was was at a big box retailer this weekend uh, when I purchased my latest PC, and uh, they are really doing some nice things with design on the PC side, um, but those are still at a major premium. Uh, to 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 buy that design, you're you're paying for it. That's for sure. Now, when you say design, are you talking about the look of the PC? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, there's okay. just something to you know. It's so silly that Mac has figured out how to uh, you know have a, a a tighter close to their computers and you know more of uh, you know just you know when I would open a friend's Mac, the screen wouldn't be all dusty and my 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 PC when I'd open my laptop, it would it seemed like they they built a thing to be wide open all the time. You know the latches wouldn't latch as tight, and you know it just seems like Mac on, on the design level, um, it just seems like it's a more solid. Um, but also because you know there isn't a there isn't I don't think a huge range in Mac, and we can talk about too on a price point. You know they've always stayed really above the thousand dollar range. And you can go out and get a, a a laptop, a PC for four hundred bucks. You know, yeah, that that's definitely the case. And and depending on what kind of business you have, I will say that those four hundred or five hundred dollar computers will be sufficient. Like for example, before I went into podcasting full time as my career, I used to be an insurance agent, mm-hmm. and that agency um, has always operated on six hundred dollar machines. And once every three to four years, we go in and buy a whole new round of, you know, $400 to $600 machines. In fact, they're getting cheaper. Uh, The insurance agency now could probably all run off of, you know, $350 machines. Because technically speaking, uh, the, the only thing that they use is remote desktop and they need to have some printer drivers. So hmm. basically, I, all I need is something that's going to have you know an Ethernet port, a Display Port, a keyboard and mouse input, and, uh, and and a monitor. And so as long as it has those things, it doesn't matter how fast it is. Uh, I mean, we could even go back to you know we could probably do like one point two gigahertz processor, <laughs> and we could probably do you know one gig of RAM. It, it wouldn't matter because. Uh, it's, it's all the, all the processing and everything is done in Dallas, Texas when their computers are here in Hebron, Kentucky. So yeah, they, they would be completely fine. Uh, and 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 in their situation in an insurance agency, uh, it makes absolutely no sense at all 
to pay an extra six or seven hundred dollars to buy a Mac just because it looks better in design. Yeah, and and and, and it's not a place where people are going to be sort of pushed over the edge by like, oh, well, you have a Mac. I'm impressed by that. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, and Cliff, Cliff and I have already had this conversation, but we both, we both came from an insurance world to a tech world, and um, it's 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 good to be here now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> now you, you talk about the design. For me, a PC is always something you stick down under a table anyway. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the, uh, you know, it's the ugly cousin. You know, that has to sit at the faraway table or something. Yeah. You know, you're you're right. It is. It's not. It's not built to uh you know to be shown to the public so to speak yeah and and that's i guess that's a unique perspective that i i come to this is i always computer i consider um a a computer to be a utility a tool that helps me to accomplish a project and it really doesn't matter to me what the aesthetics of that looks like um you know now if maybe if i had a situation where you know you know, of course, I don't know. I'm actually in a situation where I oftentimes have cameras, you know, where people are seeing what my studio looks like and stuff like that. But it still doesn't bother me. I mean, it's like, yeah, I've got I've got an ugly looking $249 uh, netbook sitting up on a box above a, a, a $129 19-inch monitor, uh, which has underneath it a Bluetooth wireless keyboard Sitting over to the right-hand side is a, a UHF wireless keyboard with a, another gateway monitor. And, and I mean, it doesn't mo- matter to me that these things don't match and all this other stuff. The thing is, is I'm able to do, I'm able to run an entire internet broadcasting network from the from my fingertips. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can do what, mo- like everything that Lo- Rush Limbaugh does with a staff of, you know, three or four people in his studio to help him pull off a show. I can do all of that by myself sitting here. And you're, you are not nearly as annoying. I really, I could listen to you a lot longer than rush. (laughs) Exactly. Even if I agree with them a lot of time, it's, you know, there's some people you agree with, you don't want to listen to, you know? Yeah. I I never listened to that guy myself, but I will tell you though, is that the fact is, is that, you know, people understand that situation. You've got the camera in the studio, you got the producer on the mm-hmm. other side, you know, sure. pushing buttons, sending messages. I mean, we're, we're able to do it all here and it's, and I'm able to do it. Here's the thing. And, and again, coming back to that small to medium sized business owner, um, you know, I, I know a lot of us are very price conscious, conscious. And if I can do, if I can do things with two or three different computers, Mm-hmm. And those computers all cost me eh, $200, 300 400 $500 a piece. Right. Oh, gosh, I can have all three of the computers I need to do all the different things I wanted to do right. for less than it costs for one Mac. And I'm on, literally, I'm on the same page with you. And, and you know, Cliff and I have had shows before where I've dropped my Skype connection because I was trying to do something on the same computer I had my Skype connection on. And, and my computer said, no, I don't think so, Andy. Well, now I have a whole computer dedicated to Skype and my personal stuff. And I have a new computer that's for my business. And so uh, I can have them both running at the same time. And there is something to be said, Cliff, that you know, if, if this conversation comes down to literally the bottom line, uh, PC is always going to win. They just are. And, and some people say, well, you get what you pay for and it's not even worth the money you pay for it. I don't think that's true at all. I really, 
I think the debate has gone sort of ridiculous to where they go, well, it's just a better machine. Well, either you have $1,000 or you have $400. And if you have 400 you can get a great PC for that. Yeah. Now, the the whole price thing, I will say that, that again, now, because I'm doing audio production, I, I really would not want to do a $400 PC on audio production. Now, sure. The PC that I am using here that with my Windows XP, well, actually, all of my PCs have Windows XP in this house. Um, but anyway, the PC that I am using, the one that I do video or do audio production on, I did spend about $900 to have it built. And the reason uh-huh. why is because I wanted it to have a lot more beef to it. And I will tell you that, you know, if I would have actually gone up to the same thing, same kind of specs that my MacBook has, it would have been the same price. So technically speaking, and I always heard this from the Mac fanboys, and I always resented it every time they said it. <laughs> because, but the thing is, is, is that the, the Macs really are not more expensive. It's just, uh, for, I mean, if you compare apples to apples, well, okay, that, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but if you, if you compare apples to apples, uh, the, the, what you have here is that the, when you look at the specs, the mm-hmm. same specs as far as the processing speed, the, yep, uh, yeah. the amount of RAM and all that stuff, you're probably sometimes even cheaper on the Mac side. Um, and, and if not the same cost. Now, the thing is, is the Mac just does not create low end computers. They do not, they do not ship you a computer that has low resolution, you know, very low resolutions, integrated cards anymore. They don't, they don't ship you a computer with only one gig of Ram anymore. They don't ship you a computer with, you know, a, a, an 80 gig hard drive anymore. Um, I mean, these are the kinds of things. Well, maybe they do. I don't know if they have an 80 gig hard drive. But anyway, you get the idea. I mean, the, the, every time they refresh their computers, which, by the way, they're oftentimes refreshing their computers, giving you a little bit of a bump in speed, a bump in storage space, and the price always remaining the same. Yeah, Mac does a great job with their pricing, I think. I mean, I have to applaud them so much, especially because especially with, you know, their peripherals and we can, you know, we don't need to get too off track here, but I don't want to take us there too much. But, you know, when you think about the iPods and how they update them, but they never, usually, unless it's a huge switch, they don't change the price. They just give you more, yeah. you know, and I think that's, that's something that they've done very well on their price points, especially with their operating systems. You know, I mean, I'm using Windows 7 now. There's some conversation about that in the chat room right now, but you know, the the Mac OS, you know, the upgrade's what, like 30 bucks, you know? And to upgrade a Windows operating system, you're looking at at least 120 or something like that. So, yeah, there's there's some there's some things either way. But, Cliff, I want to ask you about operating systems since you use both or have used both regularly. Yep. Do you, do you find the Mac operating system to be, you know, a lot of people say, hey, the learning curve is, is pretty quick on it and you can pick it up and visually it's better looking and so on and so forth. What, what are your thoughts on the day-to-day operating of, sure. of a PC versus Mac? Okay, this, and this is where the conversation really gets good because up to this point, we've really been talking about hardware yeah. and, and stuff like that. So the, the big thing that I would say here is if you have never used a computer before, let's just say you're, you're, you're in your late 50s, early 60s, and you're just now deciding, ah, you know what, I better start this email stuff. My grandkids are on email. 
Uh, you know, chances are you if the Mac is the first computer you buy, you're going to pick it up, you're going to use it, you're going to have no problem at all. I'm sure sure you're going to have to have somebody come in and teach you how to install a program and and they're going to spend maybe an hour with you, maybe two or three hours, which by the way, this is the and again, this isn't an, an Apple ad and I'm not a fanboy, but <laughs> but if you if if you are that person I described and you go to the Apple store, uh, you you when you buy your computer, they're going to ask you, do you want to buy one on one the one on one program? And it's ninety nine. Right. It's ninety nine dollars. And mm-hmm. what that gives you is one hour or uh, one hour a month. Every month, you get a one-on-one appointment with a Mac person who will train you how to do everything you want to learn how to do on your Mac. So th- that's amazing. It is just amazing that you can do that. So basically, with about two hours, you're going to understand pretty much everything you need to ever know on your Mac as that individual. Now, if you are a PC person... You've used mm-hmm. a PC all your life, and you can you could use a PC in your sleep. You switch over to the Mac. It's going to be uh, there's this infatuation period uh, <laughs> for the for the first you know two weeks. It's like all of a sudden you look at it, and every time you 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 boot your Mac, there's this you know the love is in the air, you know, and <laughs> and, and you see little hearts and stars, you know, g- gleaming from the screen. Uh, and after about two weeks, uh, the honeymoon's over, and yeah. you are ready to pull out your hair. Uh, and, and this and this this was my experience, but I actually and by the way, I started a podcast t- called "Help." I got a Mac, <laughs> and I chose that name for that reason because I was frustrated. Um, it it was absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, okay. How do I defrag my hard drive? That seems like a pretty simple question, right? Sure. You, well, you don't. You don't <laughs> because Steve says you don't need to defrag your hard drive. And so, uh-huh. I, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, great. I don't need to defrag my hard drive. Well, unless you're working on, you know, seven gigabyte video files every now and then. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah that's why I bought my Mac. Oh, well, then you'll want to <laughs> defrag your hard drive. Well, how do I do that? Oh, well, you need to d- download uh, a program. Oh, so where do I go get this? And then all of a sudden that program's $49. And right. I'm like, what? You're going to charge yeah. me $49 for a third-party solution to do something I've always done for free on the PC, which, by the way, never really worked right on the PC. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> the spirit the spirit of free was there, you know. Exactly. And, and, and so I found that all these little utilities that I've always grown to love on the PC, I mean, anything I ever wanted to do on the PC, it seemed that I could just do a Google search and there would be 70 different options for freeware yeah. out there. That I yeah. could do what I want to do, whereas on the Mac side, the amount of software was limited and almost always cost money, and and I always felt like I was being nickeled and dimed. And I'm like, ugh. And there were some things that you couldn't do. I mean, it's uh, you you're used to maybe dragging a copy of a file from one directory to the other, and and all yeah. of a sudden yeah. it makes a shortcut and, or an alias and and it does yeah. all this other stuff. So there are some things that are going to just be so frustrating for you and you literally have to push through it, which took me about a month and a half. And now today if if I'm in front of a Mac, if I'm in front of a PC, it really doesn't matter to me. I know how to do anything and everything I want to do on either one of them at any time. And and that's the interesting thing, Cliff, because most people wouldn't have the patience, time, or energy to 
go through and learn both operating systems. I mean, personally, I'm frustrated by the Mac OSs because not because they're not intuitive or good, but they're not intuitive to me anymore because I've already been programmed to think another way. Yeah. You know, so when people want to switch, yes, they have to commit, they have to dive in. Uh, but for business, let's say you're starting a business, you're trying to keep it cheap. Uh, I think that I think the PC is the answer to begin with, uh, unless there's something specific to the Mac. But you know, we're here to help businesses make decisions when it comes to technology. Now, Cliff has found reasons to use both. I have not found reasons to use both at all. Um, for yeah. for my business and and here's another thought is when you're thinking about if you want to help other people I and mean, that's what I do for a living I consult you know I coach on technology and I can't imagine trying to coach a client and go well except it's going to look completely different on your computer so never mind you yeah. know I, I can't do that I need to be able to speak their language so it's not just about my preference it's about my ability to coach yeah, so that 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 would be that that would be my concern for somebody who's doing technology coaching is is you got to get in there, you got to learn the PC or you got to learn the Mac, and because and I will tell you that as a, I'm a consultant and I'm not a tech, <clears throat> I guess technically I'm a technology consultant, but I'm a, I'm a podcast consultant and and, right. and and I'm teaching people how to do podcasting, and you know very quickly I realized I need to be able to do um you know screen sharing with both PC users and Mac users. And I, yeah. and then and then all of a sudden it's like I need to be able to help somebody learn how to use Adobe Audition or Audacity and I need to be able to help them install it and and learn how to operate it on both Mac and PC. And and one of the biggest changes for me was just getting used to the whole fact that I was used to doing um control C, control V for copy and oh, paste yeah. and oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah and, and 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 it's it's not that on the on the Mac. It's it's command or the Apple key C and V. And so being able to switch between those in my mind and, and it's and it's funny because I know if I'm on an Apple keyboard, I know where my fingers go. But and if I'm on a PC, I know where my fingers go. And it's it just happens naturally. But it, man, you talk about a learning curve and it it, it was a very frustrating learning curve. Uh, yeah. So that is there. But I do want to bring up, because I know that you have to go here in, in about four minutes, Andy. There is one other thing that I want to bring up in this topic, though. And that is the fact that uh, Macs seem to be completely 100% free of uh, the risk of um, having viruses and malware. Now, mm-hmm. there has been some th- some cases where if you're downloading illegal software that, you know, there are some crafty people out there that know how to, to ex- you know, to get in through a couple exploits that are pretty deep in on the level. But the thing is, is though, I mean, that's only happening to people who are stealing, you know, pirated <laughs> $1,000 software programs off the web. and So they deserve to be in trouble is what you're saying. That's, that's my opinion, yeah. <laughs> So, Mine too. <laughs> so so basically, but but as far as going to a website and browsing, and just because you went to the website, you now all of a sudden you've got a virus on your system. That does not happen on the Mac, and it can happen, and it does happen all the time on the PC. Sure. And sure. I, so, I will tell so you, that's is it because huge. of the market share? Is it because of yes. the market share that there isn't that much, or is it because they've built a better mousetrap? You know what I mean? No, it, it no, it, it it's definitely not because they built a better Mac uh, uh, mousetrap. It's because 
they you know the max hat or the max only have what you i think you looked it up about eight percent of the market share is what you said eight eight, eight to ten percent so know. so the thing is is if you're a virus writer and you're making money from infecting people's computers uh do you go for the needle in the haystack or do you go for the haystack hey exactly so there you go <laughs> Uh, so and, and so if the if the max if Mac ever got to the point where it was forty or fifty or even sixty percent market share, which I don't see ever happening personally, but if it did, the the max would get viruses all the time. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's pretty much what I would say there. So um, now the and one other thing is is and the biggest thing that kept me again was software not operating on the Mac. And the thing is, is software is written for specific operating systems for the most part. Uh, and QuickBooks was something that was important to me. And they do have QuickBooks for Mac, but it is a different software program. And it's not exactly the same. And it doesn't have all the same features. And I didn't like that. So it was the combination of both QuickBooks and Adobe Audition which kept me from moving over. Now, there is a web-based version of QuickBooks, which if if Adobe Audition was available on the Mac, I would switch completely. I, I would just go ahead and do my QuickBooks on the web, and yeah. I would I would do the other. But here's the situation. I don't think that that's going to be a problem moving forward because almost everything is moving to kind of what's called cloud-based computing. Uh, yeah. and, and that's one of the reasons why I can do both Mac and PC is because a majority of the stuff I've done, I do online or do on a computer these days, yeah. it's yeah. all done in the browser. Uh, all, Absolutely. We've talked about Google Documents. We've talked about Skype. We've talked about so yeah, many other things. That's changing the game. That's changing the Mac versus PC conversation. And that'll be a fun maybe point to end on is that because of cloud computing, Mac versus PC isn't as much, I think, of a... It's not as much of a, a conversation because at the end of the day, if we're just talking about cloud computing, then all you really need is an internet connection, you know? Right. That's all you need is an internet connection, pretty much. And it's a keyboard. Cute. And uh, <laughs> you still have to get used to Command-C instead of Control-C for copying and stuff. But anyway, you get you get over that, and it's really nice. And and I will tell you that I'm finding myself recommending Macs more and more and more when it comes to people who are um, not tied to any certain software program. So if they're checking the web and f- browsing Facebook and email and all that stuff, get a Mac. It's safer. Yeah. It's safer. And if you yeah. and and I will tell you that I, I think it runs better. You get better performance, and you also I believe also get better service if you own a Mac. And if I was a small to business small to medium sized business owner who could do everything that I wanted to do on a Mac, I would go Mac. Yeah, that that would be my recommendation. And uh, there's a whole lot more that could be said. If if this is a topic that really intrigues you. I encourage you to go to helpigotamac.com. And uh, Andy, you've got a special giveaway that you want to do before we wrap up the show here. So you've got two yeah. minutes. Okay. Well, just real quick. It won't take me that long. But the uh, Google Voice, all-knowing uh, Google, has uh, given out some invites to me. And I've got a couple of Google Voice numbers. So I thought I'd give them away. And we are going to give those to uh, Howard and Jana. So I've got your emails and I'll contact you, but thanks for uh, visiting my webpage and submitting why you would use them and how you'd use them. And I'm happy to give them away. So 
it's the gift that keeps on giving. And I'll even help you set it up. So Very cool. And of course, uh, that's why you should follow us on Twitter. You can follow Andy over at twitter.com slash Andy Traub. That's A-N-D-Y-T-R-A-U-B. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash GSPN. Until next time, everybody, thanks for listening. And please tell somebody else about Business Tech Weekly. Just tell them to go to businesstechweekly.com. Until next time, join the community. Join the community.